Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Eulet Music Show with myself, Harry. I'm Joe. And this week we are going to be delving into the weird and wonderful world. A horrible, odious <laughs> world. Yeah, I was trying to be nice. Um, uh, I, I don't know how you'd label it. Like, if influencer, influencer. Influencer. In music. mega quotation marks. Influencer music. Oh, gosh. Now, what's what's your relationship with uh, with YouTube influencers? Where do you... And, and TikTok, we must include TikTok. Where do you stand on I all think of that? shite. Okay. I think they're really bad. I think they're, like, derivative. I feel like it, make, it makes music... The fact that because you have, like, a certain amount of followers on TikTok, you think that you can now go and, like, get some songs ghostwritten for you and stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> it just degrades the quality of music and, like, saturates the market with, like rubbish oh most certainly like, ru- like we were like we were looking at um before the show we must just disclaimer that <laughs> we watched a few we watched who did we watch dixie d'amelio yep addison ray addison ray uh ksi, KSI and, and jake, jake paul those are the four that we will probably talk about those, throughout this yeah and like <laughs> d- d- to be honest with you the best ones in my opinion was jake paul's the the, the, Ooh, okay. the that song 23 was like a three out of ten which is better than like, like that's, that's the best. The, the, it's best a one, the best one was Jake Paul, and the worst one was um, Dixie D'Amelio. Yeah, yeah, her her lyrics. We'll delve into that further. But what it's about just, you? Uh, I mean, of the four we listened to, I mean, even, even Wiz Khalifa couldn't save. The, I can't believe Wiz Khalifa. Was yeah, fucking I I wonder lyrics. I wonder as to how much money. Wiz Khalifa was paid to feature on a Dixie D'Amelio song. And do you think it was more than Snoop Dogg was paid to be in a Just Eat ad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, more or less. That's I really need to know that. Oh, I'd, I'd probably say less, to be honest. I feel like... You think? Yeah, I feel like Snoop probably did quite a few different ads or whatever, so he got yeah. like paid for that. Snoop's I mean, trying to get his bag in. Dixie D'Amelio's trying to start off her career with this absolute trash. Yeah, because she's released multiple songs. We'll we'll delve straight in and talk about uh, talk about Dixie because I yeah. think she was the first one we listened to. Yes. So she has she has three, I guess, notable songs. So she released uh, the first one was a song called "Be Happy." It was one that we didn't listen to. Never listened to that one. To I, be honest, it's like most of these, it's probably not worth I your can time. Probably tell tell what it's going to be about already. It's about like her struggling to be happy. Yeah, yeah. If I if I pull up the lyrics, let's just. Uh... So struggling to be happy and writing down her her chronicling her sadness, but she mm. didn't write the song. She's like, like, how can like that's the thing as well. Like, if you're gonna have a ghostwriter, yeah. Yeah. Like, don't try and make the songs bare personal and be like, it's about me. It's about it's not about you, bro. How, how much information are you feeding to yeah, this ghostwriter? Not like? about you. Like, if you're like <laughs> write your own music, and she's like her voice is terrible as well. Yeah, there's just not... I, I don't know, it's just a bit flat. Like, really? I don't claim to be any any more proficient at singing, but there's just nothing to it that would make me think, oh yeah, there's something about her. Like, there's no strength behind it. There's not necessarily strength, range, like, character no. to the voice. Like, surely you're... When you listen to someone, you want to be kind of... Not necessarily all the time, but say if it's like a preferred artist, you mm. want to be mesmerized almost by that voice. There's like something that they do which makes them stand out. Character. Whether, yeah, character. Whether that's in range, whether that's using different vocal techniques, yeah. a variety of different things. 
None of that was achieved. None of that was achieved. And then, <laughs> At all. And then to boot, the lyrics are so lazy. Yes. They're so, so lazy. So for this particular one, the Let's chorus is, Sometimes I don't want to be happy. Don't hold it against me. If I'm down, just leave me there. Let me be sad. I mean, like... <laughs> Do you know that the worst? The Let worst, me be sad. And what was it like? It was um. What was the one? The Wiz Khalifa. Is that oh, Wiz Khalifa one? One whole day. One whole day. The Wiz Khalifa one. Oh my god. For one day, one day, I was really, 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 Being really, really sad. sad. For one day, one whole day, I miss you really, really, really bad. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm like? What? Who's? I could write better than this. Imagine trying to like. And like I've I've just got the lyrics up to the Addison mm. Ray one. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Literally, like it's it's just trying to pad. Why do you? Why do these influencers feel entitled to a music career? Why do they have to? Why do they choose music? What is it about it? When you have no talent mm. apart from like doing a TikTok dance or whatever, do you know what I mean? What like I really want to understand why it always seems like the next logical step forward because there was a period of time when like there was bare YouTuber songs as well. Do you remember that? Yeah, when yeah. When KSI yeah. and like all all of the beef. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember the beef? The diss track, yeah, the like diss all, track. all the sidemen beef and all of that. Literally that wasn't real. All the beef. It, it was literally a cash grab because channels were dying and they were like, it was literally I think because of it was like YouTube had changed their algorithm slightly and there was like a mega, I think it was PewDiePie. He did a video, like he was doing one of his, I think, just sort of typical videos, watching others, like videos people had sent him and reacted. Yeah. And there was some like inappropriate thing used in the video and a bunch of sponsors and like mega companies just pulled out of supporting YouTube. To be fair, it was probably that time that he said the N word. I think there was that. He's but He's done I, that like a few times. I'm not sure if it was that instance. I imagine that probably wouldn't help, but... <laughs> He is also the most, I think, it's between, like, him and T-Series, but actual, like, people and not, like, a corporation. He's the most subscribed Just person like on YouTube. Original YouTuber. And fair play to him. How many subscribers does he have now? Uh, I will pull it up, but do you want to take a guess? How many do you think? 110 million. Okay. Uh, as of real-time subscriber counts, Social Blade. Ooh. He ha- is at 109 million. Oh, come Damn. on. <laughs> You're one or two million come up. Come on. But 109 million. How many of those do you think are real accounts? Uh, ooh. I'd say maybe like two thirds. Yeah. I feel like because he's been there for so long, you must like, you've got to do something to kind of build up a following. Yeah. And especially for the latter half of when it, when was it? Like maybe two three years ago when there was the whole competition of like the race to 100 million between pewdiepie and t-series like i feel maybe he obviously would have gained subscribers because of that because they would have people would have wanted to rebel against this this random corporation that somehow makes loads of subscribers or whatever and buys bots and things like that. that's the thing as well with like youtube and stuff which i think kind of ties into our thing yes about the YouTube YouTubers and their music and all that sort of stuff. YouTube, I think, over the last ten years, has tried its hardest to convince us that it's real life. Ooh, okay. It like YouTube, can you expand on that? Like YouTubers have been trying to convince us with like, I mean, what trends have we seen? Like 
fucking thousands and like the <laughs> dares video and like i did this and the clickbait and blah 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 blah, blah and the entertainment and then the fact that youtubers are real celebrities yeah and like they have real like that like youtube is fake youtube the, the world that youtubers give us on youtube is fake even yeah, if yeah. it comes down to a daily vlog oh yeah all, a daily vlog is very fake. much edited and fabricated so that you cut out key moments but it's like they've started from the difference between 20 say 10 years ago mm. when we were kids and now is youtube back then was intangible and yeah. was separate from real life mm-hmm. you like that it was an escape youtube has now and youtubers have now forced their way into the real domain where now they're making for their fake content they're making real money yes <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> that's a wonderful way to put it for their, i love for, that for their fake content they're making real money mm-hmm. so now they've managed to convince and they're trying to convince us that youtube is real and mm. all and that all this whole thing in this community and blah 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 it's not real none of it is real it's not like the bbc or like a production company yeah yeah or something like that where you're making where where you may be making fake stuff mm-hmm. but like that the 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 foundations of that of that thing are built within it's real people who Most do certainly, that sort yeah. of stuff. You know what I mean? YouTubers, YouTubers like hyper like a hyper intense like neo capitalist place where like it's all about money. Why did like I mean like why did like you were just talking then about like trends and yeah. like about like the the um the uh the what was it called distracts? Yeah, yeah, right. Distracts. And like, why why did people start making dress You said it was because they changed the algorithm. They why did people start doing that? Because they wanted to make money. Yeah. But it's all about money. None of it is real. It's not that they wanted to. It's because they needed to to continue their livelihoods. Exactly. Because YouTube changed their setup so that most sponsors and advertisers pulled from YouTube. I think yeah. over the years, they've changed the system and a lot come back now. But in that time of what? I think it was like 2017. Yeah. Most channels were basically on the brink. The development. So they had to do that. Exactly. The development of YouTube is just a new stepping stone, a new marker in the development of capitalism and like late stage capitalism mm. and the way in which even even the most mundane small things are yeah. are like the word we hear all the time with YouTube, monetized. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're monetized and it's about the kind of like hyper monetization of every of day to day life yeah. in vlogs. Everything can be monetized if, and like can be sold to people who will consume yeah. and consume and consume and consume and consume. And that's what going back to um, these tracks and all that sort of stuff. We'll it's, like, yeah, yeah. it's like commodifying. Like that's why these people feel so entitled to it because that's the environment that has been created. Yes. That's the, like where, oh, how do I, it's all about money, 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 money. And then, mm-hmm. and that's why I say that YouTube's trying to make it seem like it's real because it's trying to branch into music. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to make the connection and trying to legitimize your self and trying to legitimize your your practice by going into music because youtube is not real so if you go into music music is a real cultural standpoint so yeah. then you can try and legit legitimize yourself more and then that's and then it's an, also another a source of income which is why these people do it mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's like it's so bizarre how they are they are trying to convince us that they are real when everything that they do is built upon lies and it's built upon presentation and it's built upon kind of consumerism yeah. it's really really weird we're right. getting big into like conspiracy theory, political. This isn't stuff. Cons- this isn't conspiracy. <laughs> this is it's capitalism. <laughs> it's fact. It's capitalism. <laughs> capitalism runs all of our lives, mm. and you've heard it here first. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, back to Addison Rae and her to, wonderful music. Back to all of that. Um, it made me think as well of musicians who are like actually successful now, and the ones that got 
their stars on these platforms. And Justin Bieber. Yeah, like what? So I pulled up a, an article from Teen Vogue, a very credible source. Oh, yeah. Uh, so 12, 12 major artists who got their start on YouTube. Five Seconds of Summer, Carly Rae Jepsen, Tori Kelly, Sean Mendes, but I think he was Vine as mm. well as YouTube. James Bay, Alicia Cara, Justin Bieber, as you mentioned, Charlie Poof, uh, The Weeknd, Austin Mahone, Pentatonix, and Ed Sheeran. I think that I think they're different to the influencers, though. Yes, these were like because they like Justin they came Be- at a different time. Exactly, and even like later ones. But like, if you look at someone like Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber put stuff on YouTube as a way of marketing himself. It wasn't like he was. He trying, was it, a kid. It wasn't like he was doing these like oh daily vlogs and blah blah blah. He's like I'm doing daily vlogs, so I'm gonna do like he was like I want to become a musician. I'm so just adapting new media. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ad- I'm, ad- I'm adapting new medias to push my push, like, and I respect that. Same thing with like pentatonics and stuff like that. Do you know they what I mean? They did the hustle and they did the grind, and now they're reaping the rewards. Exactly, you see, because they preempted YouTube getting big, used mm-hmm. it as a thing, and now now they're here. What we're talking about here is people who are famous for no reason. <laughs> It's, it's like, like when you—it's like if Kylie Jenner did a fucking song. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's—it's like if you watch, like, say, there's I don't know competition shows or whatever, or there's like, we were talking about it the other day on the uh, food podcast. Like, food programming was one of our episodes, and we talked about things like Bake Off and stuff. And they do celebrity versions, yeah. and then the celebrities that come on, you're like, who are you? Mm. Because they're celebrities through doing, like other reality shows or whatever it's like oh you're famous because of love island or you're famous because of big brother mm-hmm. it's like pointless sort of things that i, I don't know like it's it's it's, it's the it's, idea of celebrity i just don't get and i and i i, I hesitate to say this again but it is capitalism <laughs> it's is, it is capitalism there was it's no the, hesitation the reason, in that you wanted to say it you can get you can get rich for doing nothing yeah isn't how how bizarre like you can get rich for having done nothing you can build like say like look prime example of this which everyone uses the kardashians right Mm -hmm. like you can get famous for doing nothing and get brand deals and endorsements and stuff like that and like the way in which these people are like these people's lives and these people's like are manipulated and all that sort of stuff purely for the advent of money the way in which the kardashians work the way shout out chris jenner one of the smartest fucking managers (laughs) ever because she's manipulated all of her children's lives into into being a profit making machine and oh. now they're rich and like it's all about that's the same thing with like on youtube with the this stuff and mm-hmm. with songs and all that sort of stuff branching out into music mm-hmm. it's all like it's 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 just all perfectly crafted which is yes. why i say it's not real mm-hmm. do you know what i mean no no i get that i get that like, and also like these lyrics man <laughs> let's tie it back we went we went on a bit of a tangent there let's let's break down some more of these lyrics so we were still on dixie d'amelio uh, Jesus yeah Christ. one more day Wiz Khalifa could not save this song, even Wiz, if Wiz he was, was paid billions. Wiz didn't give a shit about this, man. <laughs> no. He probably like found some old bars from like ages ago. It was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll throw them on These here. were offcuts, and yeah. it's like, well, let's just let's just bung them in these. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm I'm just not convinced by it at all. Like, it's just, it's very much a cash grab because it's. Hey, look, Wiz Khalifa, that's a reputable name who has, like, done some very good songs in previous years. Trying to anchor yourself in legitimacy. True, by requiring features. Exactly. You that's... get someone to, to legitimise your... Because on, on your own, you wouldn't be like that. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we could segue that into someone like KSI, for example, mm. who is probably one of the biggest 
British YouTubers, mm. I think, still. He's got, like, 20-something million. Yeah. Which is fair. Sizable amount. Has done it for a long time. Respect the hustle. Um, it, yeah, it's just... Some of his songs are, like... I, I just I just don't know. <laughs> it's but you're completely correct about like um use, with KSI using features to legitimate to legitimize yourself. Yeah. First that first song he did Lamborghini's got P money on it. Reputable grime artist. He has so like KSI Thank you has for clarifying I didn't know who P money yeah, was. Yeah. He has so many features with yeah. like people like JME, JME respected grime artist. Yeah. Makes good music. So then mm-hmm. all of the people are like, Oh, how is he on there? He's got Lil Pump, Smoke Pump, so then he can go to the Americans. Hey, look, it's all yeah. marketing. Lil he's got Rick Ross and Lil Baby on a track. Mm-hmm. Trippy Red. People like Big Zoo. By by becoming friends with and using these artists, he yeah. can use them to legitimize himself mm-hmm. and to establish himself as a musician when he's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. he's not it's just like whack a flock of flame you st- and then you start off using P Money who's quite small and then you do like oh Tiggs the author and Young's Teflon and blah 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 mm-hmm. and then you can start making because you've made those connections people like we'll start working with you so you do Big Zoo then you got then but you can start reaching Lil Pump and Rick Ross and Lil Baby and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah it's, it's such, a in- such an interesting marketing move mm-hmm. most certainly it's and genius it is genius and when I pulled up his most recent album uh, so he released one last year called Dissimulation. Mm. On uh, across twelve songs, there are five of the twelve songs don't have features, like mm. any features. And I don't think the deluxe version. There's four more songs, and only one of them has doesn't have a feature. The rest of them have. There's two features on the fourteenth, two features on the fifteenth, mm-hmm. and three on the sixteenth that's just yeah like and out of all those songs like you look at the ones that you're able to click on because obviously they have some form of i guess reputation or analysis or information on wikipedia the site that we're using Mm. literally domain is the only one and we listened to that earlier and it was chaotic like we watched the video and it's just him beating up a bunch of people and then you're like oh yeah this is a music video like there's there's rap to this exactly but like he's an he's an, like that's the thing with youtubers they're entertainers yeah they're the new gen the new the next generation of like game shows and shit that we used to watch when we were kids and all that sort of stuff yeah. bless you Thank um you. and like because it's guess i couldn't make a rap an album no features Mm-hmm. couldn't make an album with two features on it if it were 10 songs with two features he couldn't do it he wouldn't yeah. sell as much that's why he's got Offset Lil Pump Swarms Tion Wayne Jeremiah like all these people like Absolutely. It's, it's marketing he couldn't it would be impossible for him to do like a J. Cole make one album no features Yeah. and sell as much as it did mm-hmm. because the quality is not there yes. and he knows that and so it's people people like Dixie D'Amelio and all that sort of stuff they're gonna, they're, they, they rely on these features because the lyrics are trash Mm-hmm. The song is trash. They're not singers. Yeah, they just have sing. They just have it with even with someone like Charlie, Dim- like Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio as well, because their parents are quite rich. Mm-hmm. So then you've got like you've got these rich people who are like pushing you, like oh you can do whatever you want, blah blah blah. Yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll push you. It's also like it's just a way of making making money. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous because there's not like yeah sure there's just kind of spending your money as you like and fair enough if you're that rich sure do whatever you want but exactly like surely you should be better investing your money in rather than trying to get Wiz Khalifa on a song I don't know pay pay for your daughter to have singing lessons that's probably cheaper to be honest than getting Wiz Khalifa teach her about music production she can write her own things she can produce her own things exactly does that not make someone more credible rather than just 
I do dances on the internet, but now it means I can means I ha- have a little sing song. Exactly. Because, like, that's the thing about music as well. Because I'm just, I've just opened up a Rolling Stone article about Addison Rae. It's called Addison Rae's Next Act Pop Star. She's 20, by the way, which is insane. That's mad. Um, well, they're all, like, younger than us. And the first thing it says is, the 20-year-old self-made millionaire discusses learning how to write music. If you have to learn your, how to write music in order to make money, you shouldn't be doing music. Mm. I'm personally of the opinion that, like, it should just be a natural thing. Like, you, okay. you can do music mm-hmm. or, you can't, or you don't. Yeah. Like so, like you can like learn to play an instrument and all that sort of stuff, but like you don't learn how to make hits. I yeah, think, that, I think that comes with time. Yeah, that's yeah. not the correct approach for how exactly. one should like consider a music career. Exactly. Like when I did it, like I produced what? Why well, I say produced? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke, mate. Two seconds. <laughs> um, well, I wrote an EP and an album produced is a lie because i didn't do any sort of tampering with the audio hence why it sounds terrible but no it is terrible we can be nice about it as much as we want but even i know it's bad yeah anyway like at least i put the time in and was already learning how to play piano i had dabbled in writing songs and things previously there'll be some funny stories for that we'll get into another time yeah and yeah, I it was kind of like a passion project. I knew it wasn't going to be something like, oh my God, I'm going to be mega successful and I'm going to be getting interviewed by people yeah. and hit the charts or whatever. It's literally, it's something that I just wanted to do and achieve and be like, right, I take this off in my life. Fantastic. Yeah. I, like, I still write songs casually mm. and hopefully one day, I don't know, once I finish my degree, I'd like to still write and produce something and be like hey yeah. I've, I've had this for a while and just want to get it out there mm. not to be making millions because that surely comes that's not afterwards. the point yeah, yeah. That's not the point. like yeah I get it to kind of it's not to disregard those who have dreams and aspirations of being successful but it should be more a focus on one's like own talent and ability first rather than what's going to be the right thing to make me money is it going to be doing this particular style is it going to be rapping or whatever or as, following as, trends as an artist your measure <laughs> your, your measure of success within cultural forms such mm. as whether it be art or whether it be um film or whether it be music it should not be about how much money you ba- you make it should be about recognition of your talent and being able to do that full time yes it Most should, certainly. It should, it should be rec- recognition, yeah, sure, where people recognize that you have talent. But, mm-hmm. like, for me, as an artist, it would be if I, for example, if I wanted to play trumpet and stuff like that, or when I did want to play trumpet, if I could live a life just playing trumpet, that's success. Yeah. It's not about if, if I can, of course, you've you got to have money. But mm. if you have enough money to live on and blah, 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 it shouldn't be about how do I make myself famous? How yeah. do I do this? How do I do that? Because, like, because that's the thing with like these people coming from this Rolling Stone interview as well with yeah. Ad- about Addison Ray. It says that after first after the first four months of going into the studio consistently, tinkering away and shelling out demos, Ray and a team of experienced songwriters and producers came up with the bulk of debut single "Obsessed" in one session. Like she, because <laughs> one of her, session because of her wealth and because of her, you can tell it was one session. Yep. Like, <laughs> like after the because of her wealth and because of all this sort of stuff, she has access to. People like Benny Blanco, who's written stuff for like... Wait, Katie Benny Pro- Blanco's involved in Pe- this? Benny, B- Benny Blanco. Holy yeah, yeah. moly. People like Benny Blanco and all that sort of stuff who co-write and do... It, it, 
that's not it's not organic that's not how music should be made you shouldn't just yeah. automatically have access to these people just because you do a dance on tiktok <laughs> like what like why it just is like almost cheating as it were it's finding it's a shortcut she- for the people who have paved the way in previous years she's paid her way into this yeah she paid her way rather than paved her way exactly. absolutely she paid it rather than paved it and that, and it's just annoying because then like imagine imagine like you've got all these people working on it how many people wrote this fucking song hang on obsessed addison ray like it's just a joke mm. how many people wrote this song and for reference One... Benny blanco has done like so many good songs and worked with so many people like what ed sheeran justin bieber major laser maroon five Rihanna, Kasha, Wiz Khalifa. Literally. Like, so many credible artists and also, like, so many really good songs that were successful, yes. Like, the, the Wikipedia page for this, <laughs> Ray, Ray worked with songwriter uh, Jacob Kasha Hindlin, J. Kasha, to study songwriting. How do you study songwriting? <laughs> how do you study? How do you, is, the, is there a formula? Is, is that is there an a, English degree? Is there a formula to this? <laughs> I don't. How do you do it? I, I know it's a degree because there's people it, that it I follow musically who do it. It denigrates the value of music. Mm-hmm. It denigrates the value of music. It's really annoying. And like, how many people? One, two, three, four people wrote this, including her. And one, two, three, four, five, six people produced it. And, bruv, these fucking lyrics, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's delve into this. So this is Obsessed by Addison Rae. She released this, I think, I did... March 19th. Not even a week ago, this came out. I did my hair like waves on the beach. This dress so tight, you can't even speak. My heels so high, might get a nosebleed. Music so loud, but I hear your heartbeat. And there's, there's an actual heartbeat in the song as well. The chorus goes, <laughs> I'm obsessed with me as much as you. Say you die for me, I'd die for me too. Oh, and if I saying... lost you, I'd still have me. I can't lose when you say that you're obsessed with me. Me too. So you wrote a song about, it took six people to write a song about <laughs> being a raging narcissist. Yep. And it's fucking shit. Like, what is that all about? You're also saying it wrong. It's me, e, 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 too. Let's remember that. There's oh, like an extension God. of the syllable. Oh like, my God. Th- this e, like, it just, I don't know. It sounds like you're honking a car horn. It's, I'm not convinced by it's it. It's so lazy. E, 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 e. It's so lazy. It's so lazy just to, cause, because, like, the quality of the music does not matter. Yeah. It's about the money that is made. Mm-hmm. It's such a lazy song. Like, you even look at the length, like, not to say that length is necessarily, um, like, an important factor when it comes to writing, but what? Verse one and verse two are four lines, and then, There's like, the rest pre-chorus. of it is, like, the pre-chorus is the longest thing, to, uh, you'd argue. We're and driving the down chorus. sunset, you know I love fast cars. Passed by where we first met, damn, we made it so far. <laughs> right, like, red eyes from the red light, and that just set the mood. You say you're obsessed with me, so I took a second and I said, "Me too." What is what is that about? It's just oh, shambolic, to say the least. Who's who's paying these people? I don't know, but that's the thing. Like they're getting paid. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, if you're making money off this, then fair enough. But it's just too easy, and it just it just goes to show how like what what. There was plenty of fantastic music being made at the, at this point in time, as evidenced by our Grammys episodes when yeah. we were talking about stuff. You should but listen to that if you haven't done so already. It also shows like the the breadth of like the quality of music these days, and also the shit that is still in there. Yeah, exactly. Even like when you talk about people like the four chords guys and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. like the Beatles, call it lazy songwriting and all that sort of stuff. Still good music. That was like they nailed what they 
wanted to do at the time like exactly if you see those videos and documentaries or whatever on them like literally people were obsessed literally it was crazy they were like some of the first i guess like i, I might be wrong in saying this but like the first kind of mega stars almost like literally. anywhere they went they would be swarmed by people mm. it's just like i don't know this the, the idea of these people being able to make music it it, it, it dirties the sanctity of music mm. i think and it makes it well it doesn't dirty it it pollutes and and saturates music yeah with rubbish mm-hmm. and with stuff and like it gives people it adds to the sense of these people who are entitled as is to go and say that they can do anything that they want to and it closes the door on other people being able to get to that place and mm-hmm. i think i think it's rubbish man honestly <laughs> i i couldn't agree more absolutely yeah it's rubbish. this uh, just it's a mess of a song and like even the video as well like you can tell the focus is just because she's a tiktok dancer yeah like you can tell the focus was just let me get so many moves in to like showcase that side of things and it's like oh you're singing the song as well oh okay what, but, does, what does it say about the state of the world that someone who danced on tiktok is now a multimillionaire? <laughs> Yeah, like the people who work nine to fives work yeah. tirelessly for things, and then there's people who aren't even like old enough to drink. Yeah, that are there just dancing their way to millions. Charlie D'Amelio is sixteen, and she's probably made more money than I ever will. I probably <laughs> spent that much money in my life. But... <laughs> I don't think I will ever see like I feel like what the entirety of our university will never even come close no. to that sort What's of... What's her net worth? Yeah, I was literally about to Google her net worth. Eight million. She made three That's million. That's gotta be a lie. She made, she made three million dollars last year. Jeez. Eight like, million? Like, I just... this And this isn't music related, so we won't mm. stay too long in it. We'll, go, we'll do our tracks of the week in a second, but like... Just, oh... It's terrible. It's terrible. It's, 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 it's so bleak it's that these people exist. Yeah. Like... One of the things that I was also intrigued about is all these <laughs> influencers, YouTuber, TikTok people, whatever you want to refer to them as. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're still in the kind of, uh, I don't know, hopefully the seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of this pandemic. Yeah. Probably, what, maybe, hopefully, end of 2021, we can start to go to concerts and things and see people touring. Yeah. What are these what are people going to do on a tour when it's like, Imagine, I won't be surprised if Addison Ray drops one or two more songs, and by the end of this, that's my prediction, by either the end of this year or the you start of next year. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. She will do a tour. I won't be surprised. I the D'Amelios will do a tour. Of course. Of course. It's mental. It's, I just, I, I But I guess, I guess it's an also, they're also a byproduct of um, the pandemic. Yes. Like, I... The amount I was on TikTok in the first like few lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was you a just, bit of an unhealthy obsession. I can't lie. You've got nothing better to do. So these people that you like, you start to like their content and blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? And there is some talent in there. Like there was a person I found the other day that I'll show you afterwards. A guy called Peter Collins, yeah. who like plays guitar and sings like no one else I've heard ever. Yeah. Like his talent and his range and what he does with his voice is just beautiful mm. like there were people like he did a cover of a, a john mayer song yeah. john mayer would literally reacted and broke down because wow. of how good the song was he was like well this has messed me up because yeah. it was that good Jesus. like charlie Pooh, for example who i credit as quite a talented person yeah. like 
musically, even he was like, the stuff that you just did, I could never achieve. And he's got all this sort of experience with vocals and harmony and everything else. There is some talent there. It's just a shame that it's being overshadowed by teens that do Mm -hmm. TikTok dances and now get probably record labels and tours and more money than we will ever see in our life. Exactly. So to conclude on this, um, (laughs) we hate these guys. We hate TikTokers. We hate TikTokers. They are the worst. And YouTube, well, YouTube is in part. Some do very well and some of their content is good. Yeah. But then there are some people that are just cash grabs who, or who aren't very talented or Mm -hmm. who are rip-offs. Exactly. Like when we were listening, the final person, Jake Jake Paul. yeah, a Drake ripper. you pulled like so many different comparisons straight away. Like I didn't necessarily clock that. I mm. didn't think it was good, but you were like, "Oh, this sounds like a Drake song." A Drake then song. pulled up a Drake song and it sounded very similar. Mm. What another one that sounded like a the baby ripoff? Yeah. Straight yeah. away, you could notice it, like in the in the production and the way in which they're like vul- he raps. They're vultures. Yeah. They steal culture and they steal originality. They are culture vultures. And try and pass it off as their own. I think. I think try and to the to the masses who have been kind of like tranquilized by all all of this music and then they try and pass it off as their own originality yeah and in actual fact like we can see that there's no originality far from it you know what i mean like you don't even write your songs yeah i was about to say i think what out of all the people that we saw in terms of like the writing credits and whatever ksi writes his or at least in part with maybe one or two other people i feel like he's involved the most yeah then I think okay. there's only one Addison song, so she, I feel she like write that. well, there, there's credit to say that she was at least involved in the writing, but not the production. Yeah, I think Jake Paul writes some of his stuff. I feel like he does. Yes, I think in the beginning he didn't. Yeah, but now that he's kind of like because a lot of people called him out on ghostwriting. Yeah, like ghostwriting, and it's like okay, cool, you produce these music, but did you write it though? Yeah. That's, that's that's one of the debates. Exactly. And then Dixie is just money. Money, 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 money. So yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a shambles. Like it's a massive shambles. It's very much a cash grab, and that's just unfortunately the world we are in. Exactly. But what's your song of the week, Harry? That's a very good question. To be honest, I hadn't necessarily thought of one. So to be honest, I might just recommend like a good popular song so you don't have to listen to the shit that we were on about <laughs> just literally anything else like if i look at my on repeat right now let's let's see what's in there that i haven't talked about uh let's see what have i listened to lately i really liked uh where is it where is it where is it uh oh yes Gibeon, i think G- that's how you say Gibeon, it yeah. heartbreak anniversary beautiful it is simple because there aren't that many chords to it yes mm. but his voice is wonderful yeah like it's so soulful he's really hot as well his like <laughs> top <laughs> is in like popular or attractive but both fair enough both uh i haven't seen a picture of him so i don't know I'll personally <laughs> anyway yeah. uh heartbreak anniversary beautiful beautiful song absolutely yeah. like he's i was delving into some of his work he featured on i don't think drake's most recent project but the one before as well yeah. credibility yeah. in some sense but like this is a person who actually has talent yes. and deserves to be recognized for said talent he mm. got like if we're on about recognition of things i know recognition comes in various forms i'm very sure 
he was in the sort of nominee nominees nominees list for the Grammys this year. He was nominated for Best R and B Album. Hmm. That's got to count for something. Yeah, no, he's a, he's he's, a, he's up and coming, man. Twenty six. Fair enough. He's been he's been I've been seeing in the last few years he's been coming up. He's really good. Absolutely. I proper, yeah, like, I will soul be singer R and B voice. Definitely. Smooth. And I feel like he deserves more recognition. But Daniel Caesar like Yeah, yeah. I I'd, I'd argue quite Daniel Caesar like. Yeah. Most certainly. What is your song of the week? My song is the new Hiatus Coyote song Ooh. called Get Sun by featuring Arthur Verakai. Just it's just great. I I just love them. They're just great. And Tell me more about them because I'm not familiar with that. They're work. they're like a neo soul jazz um, collective from Australia. Ooh. Um, and their first album, which is called Choose Your Weapon. Okay. Well, it's not their first album actually. Their first album is called Talk Tomahawk. Is this their most recent album? Yeah. Uh, hang on. Their most so Talk Tomahawk's 2013. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Just like it's like neo big jazz influence, okay, and like the chords that they do and the beats that they do are crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Choose Your Weapon came out in 2015, it just blew my mind. There's like a couple of like, fa- like not they're not famous, but like there's a couple of songs that are a bit more kind of well known than than others, like Shaolin Monk, Shaolin Monk, Motherfunk, and like Borderline with My Atoms and stuff like that. They're really good, and they're releasing a new album soon. And it, it's like this song's called Get Sun, and like it's just very them, very kind of like funky rhythms chords everything like that it's all just kind of like it's like neurotic but like also like it's just a vibe it's like it's all very chill music we it's, do love vibes yeah it's Absolutely. really really good so i'd recommend that get sun and keep an, keep an eye out for their new album because it's coming in, out in june in i think june? okay so yeah fantastic guys love them really really good well that sounds very good yeah. right i feel like that's a that's a wonderful place to conclude today thank you very much joe thank for, you uh, harry expressing your capitalist views on <laughs> youtube <laughs> fuck, ca- fuck capitalism <laughs> if, that the, if that's the last thing i say yeah. <laughs> but yes there is a world of shambles on youtube and tiktok if yeah. you don't have necessarily a lot to do listen to that god awful music and then, and then listen to our recommendations because they're a thousand times better give up with this awful music Become a socialist and listen to our great music. Please and thank you. Thank you. Well, that's a wonderful place to conclude. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank if you, you made it all the way to the end. And we will see you guys soon. Bye. Ciao.